Hello guys, how are you? You alright? Well, thank you so much for tuning in to the Pure Graph Podcast. We've made it. It's our debut episode. Now, my name's Tom Stocks and my co-host is Ellen Lilly and we're here to just make it all a bit alright. I can, I can see you. I can see what you're thinking. You're going, why have you called it the Pure Graph Podcast? Well, I'll tell you. You're grafting actors, we're grafting actors, and like I said, we're here to just cheer you up. I know we can all get a little bit down in this industry, can't we? You know, if we get, we don't get auditions regularly sometimes, or you don't, you know, you get rejected from a casting, or, you know, you're just, you know, stuck in your day job or whatever. We can all get down in the dumps. Well, that is why Pure Graft has been made, is so we can put a smile on your face. We're going to be discussing what every, you know, actor or creative goes through. From, you know, non-industry people asking, what have you been in? To, you know, agent breakups, to your, your annual actor meltdown that we all have. That's just what we're going to be discussing. It's a, you know, we can all relate to that as well. So we're going to be doing that with, you know, sketches. We're going to be doing it with, you know, just talking about different things in the industry and also our funny audition slash industry story of the week. Here we go. Uh, we'll start off with one of our sketches and then we'll go into what our topic of the week will be. Oh, you've got the kettle on. Have a brew. Um, hope you're on the tube having a listen. And we'll see you after. You alright, love? Where are you off to? Just Brent Road, please. No worries at all. Been busy? Meh. You know, same old, same old. Time your clock off? About a couple of hours, yeah. Oh, that's good, good. You had a good night? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Just been at work. Alright. What do you work as? I'm an actor. Oh, really? So, what have you been in? Um. Uh, uh, anything I'd know? Probably not. Unless you've seen me one woman post-apocalyptic musical on the refugee crisis in Syria that was performed in a tent at the Edinburgh Fringe. I can't, can't say I have, love. Have you seen any of the Shakespearean theatre in education tours in Italy? Well, I've, I've only ever been to Benidorm. How about the music video for the Himalayan yodeling screamo heavy metal band Three Fingers to the Left? Nah. I can't say I'm really into that, if I'm honest. Are any of their songs on Classic FM? And you probably haven't seen me in anything. Oh. Hang on. If you're an actor, how come I just pick you up from that Marmarise Cafe then? Now, that is the topic of what we're going to be discussing this week. Because on most, quite a lot of occasions, when you're in the back of a taxi, for example, mm. the driver turns around and goes, 
Excuse me, pal. Um, what should you do for a living? Then your palms start to sweat. Your heart starts to race. And you're like, do I tell this guy that I am an actor? Because mm. I know what is coming. Yeah. And you tell him, and then that question pops up. All the time, without Classic. Fail. Absolute classic. It is though, isn't it? If I had a pound, every time that came out... Oh, I'd be the owner of Uber. <laughs> it's <laughs> rotten, isn't it? It's rotten. But the best one is when you start getting the suggestions, what, what, so you haven't been in Emmerdale? If you're up north, it's, have you been in Coronation Street? Yeah. Or if you're down in London, have you been in EastEnders? EastEnders. Yeah. Yeah. Have you not tried? Have you? Have you not? <laughs> oh yeah, just let me just get, um, just let me just get the producer of, of Corrie on. Uh, excuse me, sir. Um, this taxi driver just said, I should be on Corrie because I'm an actor. Is, is that all right? Brilliant. I'll start, I'll start Monday. Brilliant. Yeah, Got cheers, it. pal. Yeah. Well, it's like my mum, on a Sunday evening, sat down, up home, ITV on, Ellen, do you not fancy the Dorals? Mum. <laughs> ITV, prime time, massive production value. Nah. Nah. Not I'll, for me. I'll stick to, I'll stick to that TIE <laughs> talk, thanks, mum. Nah, not for <laughs> I actually enjoy struggling. <laughs> I'll pass. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or my dad. My dad suggested that I emailed Les Mis because <laughs> it's coming to Newcastle. Uh, Ellen, uh, <laughs> now I don't know if you know, but Les Mis is coming to Newcastle and I thought that you could just email them because you've already got a base, yeah? <laughs> yeah. That's how I get a job. I've got a base. Sorted. But it is funny how... <laughs> Just non-industry people, just that's they think that's how the industry works. Yeah. If a big tour is coming to Newcastle, oh, you're guaranteed to be in there. I've got it. Guaranteed. What was it when you didn't get that um, stage job? What did your What did your mum say? She was like, "I'm going to email them." Well, yeah, but worse. What? She said she was going to deliver horse shit to the door. <laughs> Post that there's letterbox. She said she's already searched websites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's on speed dial. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and another one, a classic from my dad, remember that time was uh, Oh Ellen, how did your audition go? Really well, Dad. Um I was the only one off script. <laughs> off script. Yeah, yeah, Dad. Oh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's a good thing, Dad, because everything you see is off script. <laughs> well, I hope you said the right words. <laughs> yeah, Dad, because uh, that's what I'm trained to do, to learn the words. Well, I don't know if that's a good thing. I'm telling you, being off script is a good thing. <laughs> but no, Stephen Lilly, age, I don't know how old he is, in Newcastle <laughs> knows better than me that I should have not been off script for that audition. <laughs> Didn't get it. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. Just take his advice. Yeah. Oh, if only it was that simple, though. Wish it was. Imagine. I actually wish it was what people thought it was like. Well, that's, that's just that. That's just what you got to do, innit? You just go, listen here. My dad just said <laughs> I can be in Les Mis. Is that all right? If only. If only. Why Why do you think they... 
Why do you think they think that's the way the industry works? Because in no other job you'd do that, would you? You wouldn't. You wouldn't call up, <clears throat> I don't know, head of Barclays and go, uh, "Listen here, my dad said yeah. that I can just give you a ring and I can start on Monday." You you you're based in Manchester. Yeah. I'm from Manchester, so is that all right? Yeah. <laughs> just know. It's funny how they think that that's how the arts work, but no other job is like that. They don't. They didn't get their job from doing that, do they? Yeah, and no one ever like gives them suggestions. No, exactly. Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever tried the other hospital that you haven't worked at yet? <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it is bizarre. But it, it, right, I do. I struggle because sometimes I get really pissed off. That I, I really explain it, I do try, but it is naive, and I and I do also think like your parents and family do try, and you can see them. Really. And they are being supportive. They are, but sometimes I'd rather them just go, oh yeah, like I don't know. I just think I'd rather. Like my my uncle Keith said to us, uh, so Ellen, would you like to do acting full time then? <laughs> no, I'd like to struggle on about two hours a year. Thanks, Keith. <laughs> Well, do you know what we mean? do anyway. Yeah, I, know, I mean, that is how it is. <laughs> but, do you know what I mean, would I like to do it full time? Uh, I'll have a think. Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah, not this year. <laughs> Maybe next year, Keith. Is that all right? <laughs> Can you imagine if you if you just went to your parents and go, I'll tell you what, you want me to be in Coronation Street? You'd be my agent. Will, will, you, will you bring them up for me? <laughs> Can you imagine... One of your family members, or just like someone not from the industry who just yeah. gave you that suggestion to actually try and pitch you the, get you the job. You never know. I reckon it'd be quite good. Shall we get me mum and see if she can yeah, get us a get, job? let's get Mrs Lily to be our agent. <laughs> Horseshit on demand. She's actually told Imagine us. that. You, every audition that you never got sent horseshit. Yeah. You see me getting fucking auditions over yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh shit, Ellen's, Ellen, <laughs> Ellen's applied. But yeah, we're that horse shit through the door. Heavy pencil, heavy pencil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's Ellen in Lame Miz. Why'd you get that job? Because she you was know, going to get horse shit if I didn't. <laughs> Have you not heard about horse shit, girl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's I mean, how we do it. Let's just do that then. Yeah. Well, so there you go. I'll set my agent off. Mrs. Lily, you're hired. <laughs> Who's your assistant agent? Keith. Yeah. Booming. <laughs> Full of good ideas, them too. <laughs> so then, what, when you're in them certain, certain situations, obviously we should, if there are any non-industry people listening, what not to say to an actor? Right, tea's ready. Phil, where are you? I'm in here. Oh, there you are. Come and give Auntie Glennis a cuddle. Bloody hell, do I have to? Don't be so chicky. Oh, I'm glad you're back from London. It did cost me an arm and leg to get here on train. You can't put price on family, Phil. Especially at Christmas time. True. You still doing that acting thing? Yeah, I am, yeah. Ever thought about getting on curry? Look, I'm trying my best. When are you going to give this acting thing up, love? You're nearly 30 now. Is it not time to get a proper job? Hey, it is a proper job. And, you know, I did that coffee advert, remember? 
dressing up as an alien, time-travelling barista, barista, bastard. It's not proper job, love. That was nearly two years ago. I'm trying. You don't see all the graft that I put in behind the scenes, you know, trying to get all these acting jobs. Why don't you become a plumber like your brother? He gets really good money. And you can join St Matthew's Parish Church drama group in the evenings one day a week. Bloody hell. Come on, Glennis, let's go and have some tea, eh? Have you seen that little advert I did? <laughs> oh, you've seen that, have you? Oh, you've seen that. You've seen that little shit for breeze advert <laughs> that I did that was no acting required in any way, shape or form. Mm. Great. I'm glad I'm known for that. Then. <laughs> I, remember, I, actually, I do remember that when I did get an advert and um, <laughs> the person was like, so what channel's that? <laughs> It's an advert, mate. It's not, not a specific... What time's that on? <laughs> when can I catch you next? Oh, yeah, it's just an advert catch-up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just watch that, mate. I'm on, uh, I'm on specifically, after Britain's Got Talent, at 7.32. Um, or if you miss it, don't worry. Go on, go switch over to plus one at uh, 8.32. <laughs> You'll catch it, pal. Oh. But then... Apart from that. <laughs> so what else would you say, not say to an actor? It's got to be the dreaded SWAT plan B. Oh, that is the one, isn't it? it you know, when your parents sit you down yeah. and go, well, if acting doesn't work out, what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, I don't know, Dad. I've trained quite a long time. I've given this a good bloody go. <laughs> After ten years, yeah. I'm not going to be anything else, really. I've got no other skills. It's a, it's a bit of a worrying question, actually. I mean, Nana asks it a lot. She always says, "Oh, Ellen." She always says, "How many years are you going to give it until you give up?" And that's brutal. Yeah. Um, because you would see it as giving up. Yeah. That's what it is, and I think. But then that puts me on the defensive. Well, uh, uh, oh, I am actually uh, You know what I mean? But the truth is, is because I don't know. It's true, though, because if you do decide to go into acting or any sort of creative industry, you train for the three years in just acting. Yeah. That's not going to do me well. In... Well, I mean, I'm musical theatre, so I can't oh, yeah, do a part true. of a step more change. Oh, yeah, while well, you're serving your um, state bake at Greg's, <laughs> give them a, a nice little uh, triple time step. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really damn well. <laughs> yeah. They're not very... I mean, they're transferable skills in the sense of, like, confidence. I'm very oh, confident no, in a normal job. That, that's different, though, because that is, <clears throat> I think, in terms of qualifications mm. to get you into other jobs, I think it's very limited. But I think, personally, that, you know, it does give you confidence, it does give you social skills. It do, if You know, if you were to do a... A business pitch, then I think performing arts would give you that confidence and that to be in that environment. Which I, you know, this is a whole different topic, but that's yeah. why it should be taught in schools and not cut because it does actually give you another side of skills that yeah. I think a lot of people lack in this day and age. People are terrified to sometimes make a call or even speak to someone. But that's a whole different topic. But that's not what we want to do. There's nothing no. else that we would want to do. No. And it is, yeah, it is a tough question. 
without without like getting on the defence, I think. Yeah. I, well, I've already been asked. But you get on the defence because that's your dream. Yeah. You don't. You Everybody saw. The thing is, <clears throat> my dad's a chef. While he was in that training of being a chef, you know, I very much doubt people going, well, what's your plan B? Yeah. It's only the creative industry mm. that people do it because it's such an inconsistent job. And competitive. The the, the, the muggle non-industries always think, yeah. oh, it's so competitive. Oh, and especially when you live oh, in London. Yeah. Everyone up north, especially where we're from, is always like, oh, God, there's so many people after that one dream. And I think that, to them, is the biggest thing that... They have this idea that everyone is fighting so mm. hard against each other, which mm. we are in a way. But that's we know that that's the way it is. It's never yeah. going to change. We'll have to keep going. My dad said he still has contacts in the fire brigade if I wanted to give them a call. Oh, great. Honestly, was like, did you know that the recruiting and that the age for, not the age, the height for women has reduced? Because that was why I wasn't allowed in the fire brigade, because I'm small as <laughs> shit. <laughs> And I absolutely hate fire. Um, You would say, but yeah, if you ever need to get into the fire brigade, I still know the gaffer. Great. (laughs) Hey, it must be the same in that industry. It's not what you know, it's who you know. (laughs) I'd be like, ooh, there's a fire. (laughs) Stop right now. (laughs) Eternal flame. Burn, baby, burn, disco <laughs> inferno. <laughs> oh, we'll just fuck the podcast off, don't you? go. Yeah, imagine that. God, you wouldn't want me to get you out of a fire. That's a question. If you, if you did give acting up, what would you do? Summit with animals. I think that is the only thing that would give us pure happiness. What, like a vet? Nah, I don't know, like a sanctuary a, or something. A zoologist. Yeah, but I can't... I, I'm running out of time, your man, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I can't so I three years to train with monkeys it's alright I, I don't know right I know so you could do in some drama schools and some workshops where they say right for the next hour pick an animal and for that next hour you be that animal what that so could, I teach that well no no then you could be then you can in your when they go in your zoologist training oh or, yes but your CV well <laughs> This one time in drama school, I was a lizard for an hour. Does that qualify me? <laughs> yeah, that. that's a, that's that is that's what I mean. What else would you do in the sense of it, you'd have to just try and go for something else that you in, enjoy, mm-hmm. but you'd never get that satisfaction. I don't feel. I always be, I always be a bricklayer. That's so northern. So northern. You could do that though. Oh, Tom the bricklayer. Yeah. It's got a nice ring to it, actually. Oh, oh yeah, fuck acting, I'll be a brick layer. Good money, actually. Yeah. Well, I, think that, I think that's where it all comes from as well, in terms of non-industry and parents. It's not the most well-paid job. Unless you're in the top 1% of jobs where it's like yeah, banging. But if you're doing the, you know... Our level. The TIE <laughs> tours in Gloucester. Yeah. Where £150 for, for three weeks' work. Yeah. I think mean, I think that's what it, I think that's what it is. I think with parents and non-industry people, I think it's just I think it's worry. It is worry on on our behalf, yeah, isn't it? It is. So again, it is coming from 
a compassionate place, mm. which is it, I, think that, I think that's what to, ex- to express as well. We're not here to take the piss, because it does, I think, genuinely come out of them uh, them wanting you to do well and they know and the, yeah. and we all know yeah. that the industry isn't exactly the most forgiving place or the most well paid place yeah. so they are trying to steer you down a path where they know you're going to be safe and secure and, yeah. and things have changed as well because we're we're not the go to school getting a job staying it until you retire you know you get a pen at the end of it like <laughs> do you know what I mean we're not that generation mm. we do kind of flutter around between different things we can't get on the property ladder mm. we can't you know we're not financially stable mm. so the, on top of that them being an actor yeah it's just asking it, for disaster it, I think it's also just lack of knowledge of the yeah. industry and whatever they, they don't understand Oh, you know, I they, don't understand. Back, back in their day, <laughs> back in day, you just had your CV in a shop and that's how you did it. Yeah. And or your auntie's, uncle's, best friend's dog. Would get you in a, would get you in a job. That's, I remember that's how I used to get jobs when I was a kid. Woolworths, slap my CV oh. on the counter, started on Monday. Yeah. And that I think sometimes they're brought up with that mindset of, oh, you could, I'll just give them a call and see what they say. Yeah. Good hustling though. Which I think... Which is but, what, but yeah, but that's yeah. what we are doing. Yeah, hundred percent. But, but it's because our hustle is so unseen. That's the thing. And it's different. It's, hustle, yeah, type completely. Which because we're not working, and this is what pure graft's about, isn't it? Because mm. just because we're not on a stage twenty four seven, or we're not on that film set, mm. no one sees the relentless self employed shit that we've got to do mm. to try and keep that ball rolling. You know, the emails we do, the auditions that we don't get. You know, for t- if if we talked about all the ones that we didn't get... Oh, yeah. You would... Of course. And and they do also hear that. Yeah. They hear that we haven't got all the, you know, the 10 to 1 jobs yeah. that we've auditioned for. So you can't see why they're like, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure you're an actor? <laughs> do you want to do this? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, it is coming from a good place. But it's fucking annoying. Oh, and you do, annoying. and also, how many times do you keep explaining the process? Oh, too many. I've, I've, I think what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to record something, <laughs> yeah. and I'm just going to press play every time. Yeah. Every time they yeah. ask, like the terms and conditions of of <laughs> acting, you just press play. Yeah, yeah, that's a frustrating side for us because I do feel like. I'm constantly explaining myself and I try and beef it up. You have to beef it up, otherwise they get worried. That's the thing, isn't it? You have to... You have to make it sound glamorous because that's what they think... Obviously, that's what they think the industry is. They think it's a very glamorous lifestyle. They think that top... You know, people in Corrie and Emmerdale and whatever, that's them. That's that's, You should... Why are you not doing that? Um, Why why are you not on Corrie? I'm trying. <laughs> but then it just comes from worried, and and you just got to make it sound like. I mean, we are doing stuff, and you you are. Yeah, you are. But they don't see it. They, they just don't understand. Yeah. It's just it's that's just what it is, and no one's ever taught them. They're learning exactly the same time as you're learning. Yeah. Right, and this brings us to the next segment, which is our audition slash industry story of the week. Um, we sort of came up with this because 
well, this is the whole premise of the whole podcast, wasn't it, really? Yeah. This was the main bit where we were going to go, this is what's going to cheer. It's a bit of a laugh, isn't it? Yeah, a bit cheer of a laugh. Off. Cheer up your Monday blues and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. So be careful while you're on the tube or whatever, because you're probably going to laugh at this bit, so you'll probably look like an absolute nutter. I remember when I've seen, watched that, um, my dad wrote a porno. That, that podcast is banging, by the way, guys. And I remember one Tom, time... Tom, everyone will know about that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> If you have <laughs> listened to it and been on the tube or been in a public place, why you've listened to that? Yeah. Oh my god, you look like a nutter. I, I remember one time I was in rush hour. I was literally streaming, and I looked. I looked disgraceful. <laughs> I looked, anyway, <laughs> I don't know what I'm chatting on about. Um, right, so I'm going to start with my funny audition story, and then we'll get on to the one that has been sent in. Um, so my f- uh, funny audition story happened a couple of years ago when I was doing um, auditioning for Panto, Snow White, um, as it was. And I got my email through, um, and naughty me, I was running a bit late. So I sort of snuck in the back as it was about, what, five, ten minutes in. And they were already doing their dance warm-up for the, um, uh, for the um, audition. So I just joined in, and I'll tell you what, I looked in the room, and they were all like gorgeous princes and princesses, and I was just like, yeah, I'm the fat, funny one, typical, whatever. Um, But anyway, they were doing like corner work or whatever, and I just started to join in. And then after about, I think it's about 10, 15 minutes, I was like, bloody hell, this is a bit of a a long (laughs) warm-up. It's a bit hard for a movement at all. Exactly, I was like, woof. Um, I just remember, um, like I said, about 10, 15 minutes in, I turned in um, to one of the guys and I was like, oh, are you here? Are you here for the prince? And he gave me this proper blank look and I was like, he was like, what? I was like, yeah, are you here for the prince, you know, for the audition for Snow White? He's like, mate, what are you talking about? I was like, this this is the audition for Snow White, isn't it? He's like, no, mate, this is a local dance class. (laughs) (laughs) I was like... Nah, I think you're mistaken. He's like, no, mate, this is the local dance class. And they literally laughed me out the room. I went on my phone. I was, I was fuming. I was going to get onto my agent. Like, you told me the wrong thing. Looked at my email. Right time. Right place. Just wrong week. Wrong week. <laughs> that was a week. Eager beaver. Week early. <laughs> so, um, yeah, make sure you read your emails properly, guys. Um, it's probably the moral of that story. Um... Right. That's brilliant. <laughs> on to our next one. Um, this is actually an official story that's been sent in. So this has been sent in by Jack Bradley on our Instagram page. Um, and I'll just read it to you. I think it's a cracker. Um, so what he says. Hey guys, saw you wanted a funny audition story, so I thought I'd share one of mine. I had a last minute commercial casting come through that was already bizarre as it involved ASMR. Now, for those of you that don't know what that is, that involves whispering and making soft sounds. Some people are obsessed with this. Yeah, it's it a bit get, yeah, yeah, you can get it on. Yeah, I've never heard that. Yeah, you can get it on that. You can get playlists and something to make you go to sleep. What? What is it? It's like what? That's some creepy. Okay, it sounds like a porno to me. Anyway, <laughs> the script was rather lengthy for a commercial and had been split into two sections. Again, this was fine, and I learned it overnight. The commercial was about shaving your balls. Now, being a guy that usually does comedy, I just went with it. I arrived at the casting fully prepared to then find out we was doing the bo- uh, the casting 
only wearing our boxers. Again, I was okay with this. Uh, I gather this was what I probably needed to do anyway. I got in the room prepared as I'd been up the night before and got it down the best I could. <laughs> I'd then been told to do certain things such as gesture the ball bag to the left and put my leg up on the side of the bath, which was an unstable stool. The camera started rolling and action. I began quite well. Until I put my leg up on the bath and then realised my balls had slipped out of the boxes from the, from the sling up. However, I decided not to react and to keep going as if I didn't notice. Very professional. <laughs> to make matters even worse, the two sections that I thought were separate, as they were two separate scripts, were meant to be performed together. <laughs> so I stopped after the first one to just have blank faces looking at me with my balls out for what felt like a lifetime before one said to continue with the next section. Funnily enough... I got recalled. <laughs> he got he got reballed. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. That is such a good story. Can you imagine that? You just your balls um, hanging out. Nah, it's the bit where he stops because you know when you you finish something and you're so proud of how you've just delivered it, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, next. Yeah. <laughs> But that's what it's like in commercial castings. You do fucking so much shit, it is untrue. So it's like, yeah, yeah can you drink that, please, while looking a bit horny, a bit sad, yeah. but really sort of like you've just lost your own cat uh, <laughs> while, you know, walking on hot stones and it's been showering skittles. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just so stupid. Yeah. They know, you know what? They know how they do it, though. Oh, I must they do. They could literally get... A human to do anything in that room. Oh, I reckon they probably just get. You know, I mean, they see the same what three lines for yeah. for you know six hours solid. They must go. Oh, let's spice let's, this one up a little bit. What we can do to advertise bread? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what's your? Have you? Yeah. How many? Have you done any weird commercial castings? Yeah, yeah. What's your weirdest? I did that one when I had to uh, give loads of abuse. Remember? Oh yeah. Yeah, I think I went too far. <laughs> <laughs> Who, you, who you, was there? Someone in there with you, or just with a no? Reader? We just had, we just had to read, but we had to pretend that we're looking at like like dis- disabled people and minorities. Yeah, and we had to give abuse at them, and I just went northern style. What was it? Um, just ad libbing. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, you had so to yeah, ad lib abuse. You had a bit of script, and then you had to continue the abuse. Oh, oh I mean, how imagine them audition tapes come out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> blacklist. <laughs> Yeah, oh no. god! Yeah, and I felt like, oh god, that was too far, Ellen. Yeah, I think my worst commercial casting was. Well, There's been a few actually because I've just done so many weird cast uh, commercial castings. I've got a very commercial face. I think I get a very lot of commercial, commercial face. Yeah, I've got a lot of commercial castings. I think mean, one of them was when I had to go in. They asked me to put this massive afro wig on, um, with sunglasses, and play. A, a fake ukulele and sing ay 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 kabamba whatever it is <laughs> but it had but it was like to the phone brand's name I can't even remember what the phone brand's name was now but you had to like sing ay 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 kabamba <laughs> with that name <laughs> with that name in it it was like ay 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 kabamba like T-Mobile <laughs> or whatever it was and then another one was 
um, it was for um, Wrigley's yeah. uh, chewing gum, and we got paired with these older ladies, shall we say? Uh, and these older ladies were having a um, like a, a weekly meeting, and you had to come in as a police officer, but you're a stripper. So basically, there was these five older ladies sat there, and I just had to get my kit off you in the system. For them. Yeah. And then I had to like properly grind on them and everything, and I was just like, I mean, this isn't fun for anyone. I mean, wow. I'm not exactly the most ripped person in the world, so just my little moobs slapping against <laughs> an older lady. But they were dead excited when they got that call yeah. and they turned up. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, oh, I can't wait for this lady. Oh, oh. Um, that's not what we expected. <laughs> I probably I was the only chubby one in the room as well, and that's probably why I didn't get it. But oh, there we go. Yeah, but then it's got your other rules, hasn't it? So Very true, very true. You win some, you lose some. Um, well, there we go. So that's our funny audition slash industry stories of the week. Now, we're going to do this every time we do an episode, so please, please, please send them in to us. Send them in. Um, I mean, we'll try and read as many as we can. Um, it doesn't matter if they're short or long or whatever. Um, we'll try and read as many as we can. And we've all got them, haven't we? We've all got them. Um and I mean things like that are just brilliant and yeah, especially good. commercial casting there was fab yeah um, get them in get them in and we'll um, we'll see you next week and that was it first episode of Pure Graft done and dusted what did you think I had a laugh did you have a laugh Tom I think that was good yeah I, I had, had a, a good laugh I had a great time tell us what you liked what you didn't like um, keep your stories coming in Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. So, listen up. Insta is at Pure Graft Podcast and Twitter is at Graft Pure. Remix, Tom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to listen up. But yeah, keep on following. We'll get them stories in as well. And I've got a little challenge for the end of the podcast. So... In this, we're always going to be saying things like non-industry people, and it's a bit long-winded, so I want you to come up with a single word that sums up non-industry people. So, have a think, sum it up, where grafters, what are they, and then we just know what we mean every time. So I've been Tom Stocks. I've been Ellen Lily. To all our grafters, keep grafting! <laughs>